Well, this morning we're continuing our series we started last week called You Asked For It. And it's a series based upon really uh, subjects or topics that you told us that you wanted to hear a sermon on. And last week we started with the most popular subject that the congregation said they would like to hear a sermon on was dealing with difficult people. And some of you knew that and you didn't come to church. No, just kidding. But uh, obviously the overwhelming majority of the congregation uh, has to deal with difficult people. Isn't that true of all of us? Yes, it is. And so today we're going to deal with a second, the second most requested topic, which is handling stress. Do you know anybody maybe in your neighborhood that has stress? Somebody in the family or something like that? Well, you know, a recent survey found that um, that 83% of Americans feel burdened or stressed out about life. When you think about 83% means out of 10 people, 8 people feel stressed. So if we, if we took all the people in this room and, and we said, okay, there's, there's 80% of the people in this room that are feeling stressed. 69% of their stress, they say, has actually increased in the past year. In other words, it's not getting better, it's getting worse. We've become a bunch of worn out, exhausted, stressed out people, right? Come on, can I get an amen? You're too quiet. Say, yes, that's true. And so, so, so Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 in verse 28, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burden and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle and at heart and you will find for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Now, I think what Jesus was addressing here, the people he was addressing, who in modern day terms, we would call stressed out people. And so let's talk about how to handle stress. What is stress? Stress is really, an, it's an engineering term used to refer to the amount of weight or tension a beam or other physical support can bear without collapsing under the pressure. And so the word stress in our days used to refer to the amount of pressure and tension and, 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 and stress we're experiencing in our everyday life. And so when we say we're stressed out, what we're really saying is we're under pressure. We're under tension. We're under the weight of life circumstances that is weighing down on us. Can I get a witness to that? And there's different sources of stress that we experience in life. And, and one of them is physical stress. Physical stress is the result of the lack of sleep, overworking, excessive exercise, injury or trauma, chronic pain or sickness. I believe Mr. Aaron is under stress right now. Wouldn't you say? In fact, Tanya and Mr. Wade, they're under stress right now. Physical stress, right? But then there's emotional stress. Emotional stress is caused by negative emotions such as anger or bitterness or depression or fear, or worry, emotional stress. And the rest of the family is dealing with emotional stress. I, I want to be in Baton Rouge right now. How many, of you, how many of you can relate to that? And then there's mental stress. Mental stress is often uh, comes from mental anxieties brought on by, by different burdens in life, like financial burdens, relational conflict, like dealing with difficult people. That will heighten your stress personal challenges, or just a feeling of being overwhelmed with, with all the responsibilities and weight in life, right? And so then there's the fourth 
a, a source of stress, which is spiritual stress. And spiritual stress sometimes is, is sometimes the least detected because it's, it's invisible, it's spiritual, so you can't see it or, 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 you know, with your senses. But spiritual stress comes when you're going against the will of God for your life. It's, it's when you're resisting the plan and the purpose of God. You know, Isaiah 48 too says, but there is no peace for the wicked, says the Lord. Now, wicked doesn't mean like you are just a murderer or, you know, a bank robber. It just means you're not right with God. And when you're not right with God, there's no peace for those that are not right with God. How many of you would agree with that? And so when you're not living the Lord, it's like swimming upstream. When you're swimming upstream, there's this constant current coming against you. And some of us are living our life like we're swimming upstream and there's this constant tension and pressure and it's exhausting. And we say, man, I'm stressed out. Question, are you living an overwhelmed and stressed out life? Overwhelmed with physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual stress in your life? Perhaps in this room, if the stat is true, 80% of us in this room right now are really experiencing like physical stress, you're physically exhausted, or, or emotional stress, you're about to blow a gasket emotionally, or, or you're mentally stressed, your mind is troubled, and, and you can't even sleep at night. And then there's the spiritual stress, where nothing seems to help your stress, regardless of what you try to do to ease it. Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary, and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Heavy laden means to be loaded down with the pressures and tensions of physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual stress. And so there are three things we need to know about our stress. First one is this. Not all stress is bad. Some of it is good. Everybody has stress, and not all of it is bad. In fact, when God created us, He created us with an inner mechanism called fight-or-flight stress responder. Have you heard of that before? Anytime we face danger, the fight-or-flight stress responder kicks in and raises our heart rate, increases our blood pressure and respiratory system, and releases adrenaline into our bodies. Like when Tanya sees a spider, it kicks in, right? But the adrenaline prepares our body to, to either flee as quickly as possible from the source of danger. It's actually a blessing for us. You know, I was thinking about this. I remember when growing up, um, you know, I, uh, we had, you know, we had property, we had fences and, and, uh, you know, the corner post had a, a brace on it to hold it up, to hold the rest of the fence. And we were always going, you know, we were country boys. You know, we caught snakes for entertainment. You know, we didn't have Xbox, you know. And so we were climbing, I was climbing the fence one day, and uh, as I was crossing the fence, I didn't know it, but there was this huge wasp nest underneath the brace, and I kicked the thing. But the problem is I didn't know I kicked the thing. And so whenever I, I straddled the fence, that's when I knew I kicked a wasp nest. Come on, are you feeling my pain yet? And so, flight kicked in. <laughs> And so all of a sudden, man, I mean, I, I just saw, you know, this, this, you know, the wasps everywhere. And I, just, I got over that fence as quickly as I could and with boots on, I ran as quickly as I could to my house. Uh, come on. How many of you know that was good stress right there? Amen. 
And so after the, after, uh, you know, I got to the house, you know, I got stung so many times that I actually passed out on the front steps, on the back steps, as I hit the door and my mom rescued me and got me to the doctor. But, you know, after the event, my body calmed down and everything was cool. And then there's the, what we call, uh, so that's flee. Uh, we flee as quickly as possible or we fight what is dangerous. And adrenaline comes in whenever you're in a dangerous situation and it serves to your benefit. And then, um, and then after, you know, it, it subsides. Can I tell you another story? I used to ride my bike to school. I, we didn't live far from school and I ride my bike to school. And so, uh, I was riding my bike home one day. And I don't know where this German shepherd <laughs> greeted me on the road, in the country. And so adrenaline kicked in. Stress kicked in. Amen? Fight kicked in. I was about to get ate up, and the dog knocked me off my bike and into the ditch. Then, of course, he lunged at me, and uh, I just there was just a bike between me and him. And adrenaline kicked in. Stress kicked in. And I just happened to look down and there was a piece of asphalt on the side of the, of the road. I grabbed that asphalt, hit him right in the nose with it. And he yelped and he took off. And I smiled and got back on my bike. And I went to tell my mama how the Lord delivered me. Amen. <laughs> Come on. How many of you know it's good? So not all stress is bad. Some stress is good. Amen. So not all stress uh, it, it, we need to worry about. Some of it just helps protect us and it's beneficial to our well-being but the second truth is this not all stress is bad but number two too much stress is always bad too much stress is always bad something very interesting about the fight or flight uh responder that i was talking about natural uh is that you don't have to be in an actual dangerous or competitive situation for your body to react in fact, certain circumstances elevate your stress level, like just thinking or dreaming or imagining something negative happening can elevate your stress level. Did you ever have a bad dream and you woke up and you felt like you'd been running for about 10, 10 miles? Ever felt that? You were just dreaming about something that elevates your stress level. When you worry about things or you're afraid of certain situations, it'll elevate your stress level. It automatically activates the stress responders inside of you. When you experience relational strife or conflict, it activates your stress levels. You know, they, they say that the more you, the, the, uh, the more you live in conflict, the more your body deteriorates. And some people begin to lose their hair and stuff. And I'll get to, to more of that in a minute. But when you experience, um, worry, you know, uh, the more you worry, the more stress you live with. When you're physically fatigued and burdened with life's problems, it raises your stress level. You notice whenever you're under the gun and you go, you, you, you know, come on, how many of you have been doing that a lot? That means you're, you're under the gun. Your stress level is high. Financial pressure and strain activates your stress level. When you got more bills than money, that'll stress you out. And the problem is when we got too many things causing unnatural stress levels to raise or to rise in our life, then we become dangerously stressed or we become what's called stressed out. Excessive stress is like living on a treadmill running full blast and having your heart rate excessively high. Sooner or later, something has to and will give out. 
And so the problem with excessive stress is excessive stress causes mental problems like memory loss and clear thinking. Excessive stress deteriorates your physical health. You know, in the early 1900s, the top 10 killers of people in the U.S. were all infectious diseases. But now it is estimated the top 10 killers of people are all stress-related. Between 75 to 90% of all visits to primary care physicians, doctors say, are due to stress-related disorders. Excessive stress causes cardiovascular disease, elevated cholesterol problems, abnormal heart rhythms, mitral valve prolapse, digestive problems, reflux and ulcers. Destroys the immune system, making you susceptible to colds, flu, sinus infections, and even cancer. That's why sometimes when we are in very stressful situations, we get sick. Because it knocks down our immune system. It's the leading cause of migraines, carpal tunnel syndrome, TMJ, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, and chronic back pain. This is medically, this is medical, the medical profession says this. It causes undue tension and conflict in your relationships. Have you ever noticed that you're, um, that you're less patient and you tend to be very snappy whenever you're tired? No, <laughs> I said no. Well, let me ask your spouse. Yeah. <laughs> and most importantly, excessive stress robs you spiritually. It robs you of God's peace. It robs you of God's presence. It robs you of rest for your souls. Excessive stress is always bad and negatively affects the quality of your life. Not all stress is bad, but too much stress is always bad. The third truth is that you can control the stress level of your life. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus said, Come to me, all you weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So he invites everyone who are burdened and overloaded and stressed out to come to him. And his promise is, I will give you rest. Amen. So the good news, if you're stressed out, you don't have to live that way. Amen. How many of you say that's good news? Hebrews 4, 9 says, there remain, therefore, a rest for the people of God. Come on. How many of you know there is a place of rest for the, the wicked can't find peace, but the believer can find peace. Amen. And so the question is, how do we handle our stress? I want to give you four prescriptions to handle your stress, all right? You know, whenever you go see the doctor and he's just, you know, he does tests or she does tests and she finds out, oh, you got a flu. Here's a prescription to handle that, that, um, that illness or disease or whatever it is, right? But you know what I found about, found out is that if somebody gives you a prescription, but you don't feel it and use it, it'll do you no good. You know how I know that? I've tried it before. It don't do you any good. So I'm going to give you some prescriptions. Sometimes when the doctor says, this is what you need to do, I find myself saying, that's not what I wanted to hear. I was looking for something, you know, something profound to help me with my problem. No, really, this is simply, this is what you need to do. And sometimes whenever we get prescriptions, we, we just discount it because it ain't what we want to hear. Come on, how many of you ready to receive a prescription this morning? So let me give you four prescriptions for stress. For physical stress, you need to rest. You need to take the prescription of rest. Physical stress is normally a result of overworking, excessive exercise, too much labor, lack of sleep. And it comes from putting too much weight and tension on your body. So the reality is some of us are stressed out, not because of some emotional stress, but because we're too busy. We're overworking and we're not resting. I need an amen right there somewhere before I can move on. Come on, can I get a witness this morning? Come on, 80% of y'all, can y'all help me and say amen? 
And so listen, Jesus knows the prescription for physical rest and he used it on his disciples. The Bible says in Mark 6.30, the apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and he told them all they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. And he said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and the apostles didn't even have time to eat. How many of you know that's a busy schedule right there? Now, these guys were so busy doing ministry, they didn't have time to take a break and to eat. So Jesus prescribed them something to help them with their stress. And the the prescription was a dose of rest for their stress. Verse 32, he said, so they left the boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. Man, I loved whenever I read that. I thought, I knew something spiritual about hooking up my boat and going fishing. Now I can say I'm just handling my stress. But this is really powerful, y'all. This is the reason why Jesus could handle lots of stress in his life, because he knew how to have margin and take time off. So God's remedy for our physical stress and exhaustion is Exodus 34, 21. Even during plowing and harvest times, work only six days and rest the seventh. The Lord is basically telling us, it doesn't matter how busy. Well, I'm in the busy time. Harvest time was the busy time. He said, even in plowing and harvest time, rest. The the prescription for stress-free living is work six days and rest one. How many of you know the Sabbath day is God's way of helping us handle stress? See, it's a prescription some of us don't want to swallow. We don't want to feel But just the thought, I wonder how many health problems we might be having all because we're not practicing the fourth commandment, one of the big ten of keeping the Sabbath day holy. Remember when the disciples were with Jesus and they began eating grain off the stalks? Remember that? And the the Pharisee says, hey, why are you letting these guys break the law? And Jesus said in Mark 2.27, Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So what what is he saying? He's, listen, the whole idea of the Sabbath is not because God needed everybody to take a day off. It's because he knew that it's the rhythm of life, gang. And I, you know, this is one of the hardest things for me to do. I don't know about you. But it's hard. It's one of the hardest things to do. But, you know, if you think about it, that when you work seven days a week, you're disobeying God. And it's going to cause you to live elevated in elevated stress and it's going to harm you spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally, relationally. It's going to harm you in every way. Amen? A second prescription is for emotional stress, worship. For emotional stress, worship. Emotional stress is caused by negative emotions such as Anger, bitterness, uh, caused by relational hurts, the negative emotions of depression, fear, worry. It's usually caused by suppressed and stuffed emotions. Some of us are like volcanoes about to erupt at any time because of the emotional stress we are under. That's why you got, you know, things happening on the roadways. Because we're living in an elevated, stressful, emotional level. So how do you get emotional relief? I think the answer is worship. you got to release that somewhere. You see, some of us, we, we're becoming emotionally numb. Like we're just emotionally like this. We're not high, we're not low. How you doing? Good. 
Well, man, I just found out you got a million dollars. Yeah. Well, man, you're not kind of happy about that? You should be smiling and say, praise the Lord. But we're emotionally numb. And I think it's because we're not releasing our emotions. When Job went through the greatest emotional loss of his life, remember, he lost all his animals, his farm hands, his, his, his servants. He lost, he lost all of his children. Do you remember the very first thing Job did whenever he was told all the bad news? How did he handle it? He, he worshiped God. He worshiped the Lord. How are we supposed to properly handle our emotions? I think we release our pinned up emotional burdens by worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. Amen? Why worship? It's a way to open up your heart. You know, sometimes we don't release our emotions because we don't know who to release them to. If we, if we release our emotions the wrong place, they can be thrown back at us. And it's like, okay, I ain't doing that again. And so we just kind of just hold on to it. Well, listen, gang, in the presence of God, you can release every emotion you have. You can tell the Lord, Lord, I want to kill that man. Lord, I want to kill that girl. Lord, I'm tired of this stuff. And he's all right. He's not going to fall off his throne if we just be open and honest with him. Amen. If you read the Psalms, you'll see a whole lot of lamenting there, right? Worship is a way to open up your heart and release your pinned up fears, worries, and anxieties. Psalm 42 and 5, the psalmist said, when I, when, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. The psalmist David knew how to pour out his heart in worship. He knew how to engage his, his emotions in worship. And that's one of the problems we have. You know, as Jesus told the, the religious leaders, he said, you, you, worship, you worship me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. What we're talking about here is not, it's not lip service, it's heart service. Come on, I need a better amen right there. You see, it doesn't do you any good to just stand there like a wooden statue while worship is going on. you got to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Come on, you got to release some of that emotion, amen? Even if you just crack a grin and say, praise the Lord, it's going to help you get some of that stuff rolling, amen? Amen. It'll help you release the stress. I think when David penned Psalm 23, it came out of his heart being poured out in worship. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Worship is a way to experience the healing presence of God. Amen. This Psalm 100, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Worship is the key to getting into the Lord's presence. And listen, the presence of God it's where we release our emotional stress. The presence of God is a stress-free zone. Amen? And so whenever you want to get out of stress, get in the presence of God. How do you get in the presence of God? Worship. Amen? Psalm 97.5 says, The mountains melt like wax in the presence of the Lord. In other words, the things pressing in on you and weighing on you. Listen, man, you just get in the presence of God and just let it go. Amen. You know, I've noticed this like in funerals and, and, and uh, you know, a lot of, mostly in funerals, like, you know, everybody's got a lot of pinned up emotion. But then, you know, the worship leader or the, you know, whoever's doing the music, they start playing music. And whenever the music starts playing and they say, and they start singing, how great 
great thou art and songs like that. Man, the tears begin flowing and people can be sniffling and crying. And, and you know, some people like, want to give them Kleenex and hush. You know, stop that. But no, that's a healthy thing. Amen. Because you're releasing the emotional stress and tension on your life. Problem is, a lot of us weren't allowed to use our emotions growing up. And so we bring that over in church and we think our job is to sit like this. But no, David poured out his heart to the Lord. Come on, y'all received that this morning? Pour out your heart. It's one of the ways that you release your stress. Come on, you get into the secret place. You close your door and you get in the presence of God and his goodness and his grace and his mercy and his blessing will come. Because some of our stress, folks, is spiritual. And the yoke that's going to break the spiritual stress off our life, it's called suppression and oppression that the enemy tries to put on us. But you get in the presence of God and the anointing of God will break that yoke and the peace of God will come upon you. Amen. Yes, amen. Thank you, sir. A third prescription. For mental stress, pray. Prayer is a gigantic stress relief. And prayer is a God-given tool that he's given us to release the mental weights of anxiety and worry that we tend to carry through life. Mental stress often comes from uh, you know, financial burdens, relational burdens, personal challenges, Outright feeling of being overwhelmed with the responsibilities of life. But Philippians 4 and verse 6 is the first verse that God ever used to speak to me out of the Bible. This is it. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. So Paul says, don't worry about anything and pray about everything. We usually flip-flop that. We usually do just the opposite. We worry about everything and we pray about nothing, right? And so, so much of our stress comes from, from um, not taking the time to talk to God about our problems. The bottom line, right? Remember that old, uh, what a friend we have in Jesus? Oh, what needless, uh, uh, what is it? I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot of things, but nothing clear. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, what needless burdens we bear and all because we don't take them to the Lord in prayer. First Peter five says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God at the right time. He will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and care to God for he cares for you. So Peter tells us, give all your worries and cares to God. Cast your worries to God on God. You know, cast means to throw off like you're unloading a sack off your shoulders. He's saying, like, take those things pressing in on you and just throw them on the Lord. Give them to the Lord. He can handle it. He can handle it, right? And so sometimes we're carrying too many mental weights of worries and cares in our life. And we don't have to. Come to me if you're weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Be anxious for nothing but with everything, with prayer. And supplication, let your request be known to God and the peace of God shall guard your heart and mind in Christ. Jesus taught us to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Amen. Give us this day. And he, he encourages us to get in worship. And then he says every day. How about we start our day? You know, so, you know, I think sometimes the, we, we start our day wrong. That's a problem. You know, instead of starting our day in prayer, we're starting our day uh, with the radio, with Facebook, with TV, with our cell phones, a certain form of bad news. And then we're carrying that bad news all day, right? 
We get weighed down. But how about if we start starting every day with prayer? Lord, give me this day my daily bread. Amen. Y'all with me? A fourth prescription is for spiritual stress, surrender. For spiritual stress, surrender. Sometimes our spiritual stress comes when we're going against the will of God. We're swimming upstream. We're like Jonah and the belly of the whale. It's, he, he, didn't, he wasn't living in peace, right? But when you're not living for the Lord, it's like swimming upstream. You're never going to have peace. So that's why Jesus said in Matthew 11, Come to me, all you weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus invites us to come. How many of you know that Jesus is the Prince of Peace? And he can give you peace when there should not be any peace. When it doesn't make sense that you would have peace. Because his peace surpasses understanding. Amen? He is the Prince of Peace. Amen? He's not just a little bit of peace. He is the Prince of Peace. Amen? It doesn't matter what kind of craziness is going on in your life. He can just come right in the middle of that and say, peace right there. And it comes. Amen? Come on, how many of you need that right now? You need some peace. Coming to Jesus represents surrendering and submitting your heart and your will to God. Amen? Would you do me a favor and just stand with me and let's close in prayer? I want you to do me a favor and just, just close your eyes for just a moment. I want to talk to some folks here today that Maybe, maybe you're stressed out because you never, you never really surrendered your will to the Lord. You never really gave your life to Him. You know, listen, I can personally relate to that because I, I used to go to church. I'd go to church. I was a pretty regular church attender. Even though I was on drugs, I'd go to church. In fact, I'd also pray. I'd go to church and I'd pray. I had some prayers. I'd pray. So it wasn't that I didn't believe in God. I was doing some of it. But I had never been taught about surrendering to the Lord. Giving your life to Christ. About giving control over to Him. Living for Him. I had never heard of such a thing. I was doing the best that I could. But I was exhausted. I was stressed out in every level. Physically, emotionally, mentally. Every area. I was, I was done. And then I found out. That Jesus came to take my, my pain. He came to take my weariness. He came to take the burdens that I was feeling in life. And if I would just choose to surrender to Him, He would change my life. You might be here today like me, have never really truly surrendered your life to Christ. Everybody's bowing their heads right now. Everybody's closing their eyes. I want to give you a chance. If, if this re is resonating with your heart and your life right now, and you realize that you need to give, you need to surrender to the Lord, I want to give you a chance to pray a prayer and just ask the Lord to just come into your heart. As he says, come to me. When you come to him, he comes to you. If you're here today and you say, Todd, would you pray for me? I, I want, I want to know for a fact that I'm on the right side of the fence, that I'm, I'm, I'm connected to Jesus. Would you pray for me today? Just raise your hand right now. And I want to pray for you right here. I see your hand anywhere else. Just be quick right here. I see your hand anywhere else. 
Anywhere else, just raise your hand and hold it up till I see it. I want to pray for you right over here. I see your hand. Anybody else? Come on, if the Lord, if you feel your heart beating, that's the Lord saying that, that's you, man. Just surrender. Just give it all. Just give it up and I'm going to come in. Come on, those of you that raised your hand, we're going to pray this prayer together. Would you pray it with us? Come on, just say this to Jesus. Just say it from your heart. Not from your mind, but from your heart. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry for every sin that I've ever committed. Lord Jesus, would you forgive me? I want to live the Christian life. I want to surrender to you. I want to yield to you. Lord Jesus, I want to take your yoke. Mine is heavy. I want to carry yours that is light. Would you forgive me? Would you cleanse me? Would you come into my heart and be the Lord of my life? Lord Jesus, thank you for accepting me and filling me with your peace. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now listen, those of you that pray that prayer, yes, amen. Those of you that pray that prayer, there's a card in your pew with a green bar that says, I made a decision. If you take the time to fill that out, the only reason we want you to fill that out is so we could pray for you, but we have a gift for you. We have a Bible for you, some other things. We just some tools to help you get started. Welcome to the family of God. Amen. But now listen, there's a good chance that 80% of the people in this room are stressed out. And I want to pray over you right now. Amen. I want to pray that God would just, before you leave this room today, that something supernatural would happen to you and you would have less weight and burden on your shoulders when you leave. Some of you, it's because you have mental stress. Some of you, it's because you have you have physical stress. Some of you, it's because you have emotional stress. You you just you just get before the Lord and ask the Lord to show you where that stress is coming from and then use the prescription that God gives us and he's going to help you. Father, I pray for every person in this room that the peace of God, the presence of God, the grace of God, the touch of God, Lord, break all pressure, break all stress. Spiritually, I pray that you break all fear, all worry, all mental anxiety. Lord, I pray that you just give us the grace to follow your ways and your will and Lord, I pray that we live a stress free life in the mighty and the strong name of Jesus I pray and everybody that agreed said amen amen God bless you if you need prayer we'll be up here if not be blessed you're dismissed have a great day